Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Every Tuesday, we have him in here on the show. Sam Herter joins us on the Epic Company's hotline to talk some FCS ball. Sam, great to have you. Uh, we've got a, a ton to dig into today. Um, excited for the conversation. How are you, my friend? Good to have you along on the show. I'm doing good. Thank you guys for having me. Absolutely. Well, let's start here. Um, FCS Playoff Committee going to release their first top 10 on Thursday afternoon. It'll be right off after we get off the air um, at 1 o'clock Central. Um it's a return of that after a couple-year hiatus. They hadn't done it the last couple of years. Welcome back into the fold. Uh, what are you expecting when we see that first top 10 here in a couple of days? Yeah, I think it's going to be uh, pretty interesting. I think South Dakota State 1, Montana State 2, You know, at this point in the season, it is probably pretty likely. But after that, you know, it'll be interesting to see what they do. You, know, you look at a team like Delaware, who's undefeated versus the FCS, but kind of lacking ranked wins. You know, UIW has a really good record, but they're lacking ranked wins. They don't have any ranked wins. Their strength of schedule, I believe, is in the 70s or 80s. So, you know, where are those teams at in the top 10? Uh, where is NDSU, you know, in the top 10? You would think at this point with those two losses that uh, the Bison won't be in the top 10. But at the same time, uh, you know, reputation does carry uh, a lot of weight, it seems like, with the playoff committee. And so, um, you know, maybe NDSU will sneak into uh, the top 10. Uh, this week, but it'll just be interesting to see how exactly they order things and um, and what they think of some of these teams. And obviously, this isn't going to be the final rankings. This is just the first one, and then we'll see as you know, the weeks go go by. Uh, but you've been doing a good job of keeping track of what is the criteria over the last few uh, weeks. I've seen some of those tweets from you. Coaches poll still part of the criteria. Now is the top twenty like the stats FCS one? Is that part of the criteria? Just let us know what is used and maybe how much it is used in your belief or opinion. Yeah, so both polls are now used as uh, criteria pieces for uh, for the playoff committee. They can look at the coaches' poll if they want to. They can now look at the media poll, the stats perform media poll, if if they want to. Um, the the stats perform media poll has just been added this year to the uh, to to that list of criteria. Um, it replaced the uh, simple rating system, NCAA simple rating system that the committee has been able to use uh, in the past. Now, this doesn't mean that. It doesn't necessarily mean that uh, either poll will have a huge influence on uh, on the playoff committee's thinking. Um, actually, from here on out, the playoff committee will be doing their own top 25. They don't release it publicly, but each member will be doing their own top 25, um, and then they just kind of compare it, uh, you know, to each other. Um, so the playoff committee is doing their own uh, top 25. The from I, I asked why the either of the polls are used anyway, and, and basically the reason was. 
you know, just as another comparison tool, you know, if, if the playoff committee has a team number 22, but that team is number 10 in the media poll, they can then look to the, to the media poll and basically say, okay, they have them 10, we have them 22. What are we missing? Why are they 10? Should we relook at this team? Maybe we're missing something. And so it can be more, more so used as a comparison tool. Um, it, it could carry a lot of weight. It might not carry a lot of weight. It's basically up to each committee member if they want to put a lot of weight into uh, their own ranking, if they want to put a lot of weight in the coaches' poll, if they want to put a lot of weight into strength of schedule or ranked wins. Each committee member is kind of – it's up to them what they want to weigh the most. And so the, the polls could be an influence for some. It could not. It could be zero influence for other members. Interesting. So in, in some ways it's similar to what you see with the, with the CFP – for FBS, but it's also got its own little twist. We'll be keeping an eye on that uh, Thursday and when it's announced on ESPN 2, 2 Eastern, 1 o'clock Central. Sam Herter here with us talking to FCS here on the Insiders. Okay, so we had a couple of big battles in the FCS this past weekend. Uh, let's start with uh, Montana State, Sac State. Big sky after dark. First of two huge road ones for the Bobcats. They've got Idaho this weekend. Um, and they find a way to get the job done, uh, beating Sac State. What was your reaction after Montana State's win, Sam? Yeah, a really impressive win for Montana State, especially with how they finished that game. I think it was 21 points in the fourth quarter to to, to put that put uh, to put that one away for uh, the Bobcats. And I just think, you know, right now as the number two team, uh, of course we saw them go toe to toe with uh, the number one team, South Dakota State. And so I think. You know this kind of this performance again solidifies that Montana State is is the second best team in the FCS and, and the top challenger to the Jackrabbits. But yeah, I, I just think they're really well built uh, right now. Um, you know the passing game isn't you know anything that's going to overly impress you, but I, I still think it's enough of a passing game to complement their running game. Uh, but Montana State I think is also playing really well uh, defensively and with you know tough road trips already for Montana State and a couple more tough road trips upcoming. If you can run the ball and you can play, you know, pretty good to, to really good defense, that that usually travels well when you're on the road. Um, and so I think Montana State again will be challenged this week and going to top ten Idaho. Uh, but with how Montana State is playing right now, um, yeah, I think they have a lot more wins coming for them this season. Yeah, it's gonna be hard to pick against them and and basically any game in that Big Sky. Even though Idaho is a good team, it's hard to go uh, to Moscow and get a victory. The other one that Sam was talking about would have been Furman in Western Carolina, big matchup in the SoCon, a lot lower scoring than I thought it was going to be. There's two high-powered offenses, and I've my question mark on both of them has been, can they play enough defense? That was much lower scoring than I thought it was going to be. Uh, what would you take away from that game and the victory for Furman? Yeah, it, it's tough to have um, super in-depth takeaways because the ESPN Plus feed uh, was broken, and at one yeah. point they just completely took it off of ESPN Plus. It, it didn't even pop up for me anymore wow. as, as I was refreshing it. Um, so I caught some help highlights. Um, and the big takeaway was was kind of something last week at this time of, of what I was thinking potentially could happen, and that was, uh, you know, Furman is, they're not, you know, Furman is not Sanford or Chattanooga or Western Carolina where uh, they have a high-flying offense and they spread things out. Furman is more of a, a grind-you-out uh, type of team, um, and I thought they could potentially do that against Western Carolina. Uh, you know, they have a, a big a big running back in Dominic Roberto, uh, Tyler Huff, the Furman quarterback. Um, you know, he's a good passer, but he's not going to be thrown for 300 yards a game. He is, you know, a pretty good runner as well. So I thought Furman had a good opportunity to just grind down Western Carolina, keep WCU's high-flying offense off the field. 
and, and that's exactly uh, what they did. And so that's a great win for Furman. Um, you know, I think it's their now their second ranked win uh, of the season, second or third ranked win uh, of the season, and now things set up pretty well for Furman to to run the table from here on out, and that would put them at, at ten and one overall, uh, ten and zero versus the FCS. A few ranked wins. You know, their strength of schedule is probably going to be in the 30s and 40s, which is, you know, not too bad out of a 130-team uh, subdivision. And, you know, Furman could be, you know, in that in that top four seed range, somewhere in that top four. Can Chattanooga knock them off? I know it's not this week. It's in a couple of weeks. I think it's November, like, 6th or something like that. Can they knock them off, you think? Yeah, that, that, yeah that's the, the next uh, ranked opponent for, uh, for Furman. Um, you know, Chattanooga's kind of built like – like Western Carolina, um, you know, a, a really good offense, high-flying offense. Uh, you know, their defense is, is pretty good. They have some individual talent there. Uh, Jay Person, the defensive end for Chattanooga, is really, really good. Uh, but, again, I just think Furman with how they're built. Um, I really like Furman's defense. You know, I think overall they're, they're a good defense. Um, offensive line, running back uh, for Furman, Tyler Huff, quarterback. Um, I just think overall Furman's a, a better-built team than Chattanooga. Um, so, you know, if they get a win there, that would be their, uh, like I said, I think their third-ranked win of the season if they can go to Chattanooga. And then the other SoCon games, Furman should should handle business. And so they're they're looking good right now, like I said, to, to get a, a pretty good playoff seed. Moving to the Valley, Sam, this result was big news here in Fargo and across the state and almost got swept under the rug nationally with some of those marquee matchups. But UND going up to the UD Dome and laying an egg, they get beat by Northern Iowa 27 to nothing. What did you make of that result last Saturday? Yeah, it was, you know, I guess the, the score was a big surprise. Uh, the results, you know, I, I guess wasn't too big of a surprise because it is uh, pretty on par for both teams. Uh, Northern Iowa, as many in Fargo know, if they're, if they're one and two, if they're two and three, if they're three and three, that's usually when they play their best, when their backs are uh, against the wall. Uh, and then on the other sideline, uh, I mean, this has happened to UND uh, plenty of times before. I remember back in their Big Sky days, they would have like a, a top 10 win, uh, you know, one week, and then the next week lose to uh, an unranked opponent. And so UND just historically in the Division One era has struggled to capitalize on uh, some some potential of, of really great program momentum. Uh, I mean, UND, you beat your rival NDSU like they did a couple of games ago, and you can use that to, to really take that huge – next step as you know as a program and now after this loss to northern iowa i still think und is, is in a good position to make the playoffs uh the fighting hawks should hit at least seven wins um you know if they if they go to usd and get a win that would be massive uh, as well that could be eight wins but you know right now projecting ahead und is probably going to finish seven and four uh they have that dominant head-to-head over ndsu that probably means und will be a playoff team uh, but last week at this time, we were talking about the Fighting Hawks as a, as a potential playoff seed. Now that, that is looking pretty unlikely because this loss kind of, you know, brought them back down to earth. But still, you know, that, that Bison win is going to carry a lot of weight for them. Again, Sam Herter here with us from Hero Sports and Bet MGM. I believe you tweeted about this either yesterday or the day before. We were talking about it on the show yesterday, too. This, when you just project ahead, that's all this is, is hypotheticals, right, at this point. But when you project ahead and say, okay, that's probably a loss for this team or that's a win, it seems like in the Valley there could be four 7-4 and four teams or three 7-4 and four teams. Uh, I'm sure across the country there's there's more of them. I think you tweeted about, like, possibility of having the most 7-win teams in the playoffs ever. Does it look like a year where you get, might get a lot of 7-4s and fours for the committee to de- decide between? Yeah, it, it- uh, again, like you said, it's kind of projecting ahead, and 
things rarely go talking, so there always could be an upset here or there. But, you know, just looking at schedules, there's going to be several 7-4 and four, uh, teams from the Valley. There could be a couple from the uh, the CAA. Um, you know, the SoCon could have one or two. Uh, you know, the Big South OBC could have one or two. But just just looking at, at the Valley, you know, just projecting ahead, um, you know, just for the for the fun of it in this hypothetical, you know, I'll say NDSU goes eight and three um, with a loss to South Dakota State, um, and I think you could probably have uh, UND, Youngstown State, Southern Illinois, and Northern Iowa all go seven and four. And in this scenario, I don't know who you leave out because it's going to be hard to leave a seven and four UND team out uh, of the playoffs because they have that head-to-head win over over North Dakota State. Youngstown State has, you know, a, a dominating head-to-head win over Southern Illinois. I think it was like 31 to three. And so Youngstown and Southern Illinois are both seven and four. You probably favor Youngstown over Southern Illinois to get in. But if Northern Iowa is seven and four, they have wins over Youngstown State and UND. So how do you leave Northern Iowa out, you know, of the mix? And that's six teams already. And that leaves Southern Illinois, who right now is ranked number 12 in the country but they don't have wins over any of these other Valley teams. They have an FBS win over Northern Illinois. Um, they have a ranked win over SEMO, who's since dropped off. Uh, they do have a win over Austin P, who can be a playoff potential team. But just looking at their Valley wins, Southern, Southern Illinois could be lacking here. And so if, if NDSU goes 8-3 and three and those four teams, those four teams I just mentioned all go 7-4, and four, you know, SIU, if, you, if you're matching up head-to-head, SIU could end up getting you know, left out of the playoff bracket if all this happens. Sam, I, I think you laid it out perfectly there, man. I, I think it's going to be a crazy November. And let me know, what you, what do you think about this? I've been saying that the Northern Iowa game now, when we get more things into focus for the Bison, is going to be an absolute must-win game. Because if you go into that game with three losses, and they're likely going to be coming in with four losses, well, if they beat you, then you're both going to have four losses, and now you got another four-loss team that has the head-to-head over you. UND will probably be a four-loss team that has the head-to-head. To me, it's just like everybody trying to go to the same restaurant. You put your name in for a table, and you're going to be on the wait list, and NDSU is going to have a couple people in front of them on the wait list if they end up having a four-loss record or something like that. How about that? Right, yeah, and that could be um... – you know, then in that scenario, NDSU goes. You know, assuming NDSU then then beats Southern Illinois, you know, the Bison at seven and four. You have Northern Iowa potentially at seven and four. You have UND at seven and four. UND and Northern Iowa both beat NDSU, and so you know, is NDSU sitting nervous? You know, on, on Selection Sunday in this scenario, you know, NDSU could still probably be that sixth team out of the Valley. Uh, you know, getting in, um, and you know, it's the committee. The playoff committee says this doesn't happen, but you know, last year. Uh, Montana was seven and four, and Delaware uh, was seven and four as well. They were both kind of sliding uh, at the end of the regular season. I didn't necessarily think Montana or Delaware deserved to get in, but you know they both offer pretty good revenue potential as far as the tickets they can sell. And so I think if NDSU does go seven and four, and I don't think that's going to happen, I do think it is going to be eight and three for the Bison. But if the Bison do go seven and four, I still would be rather shocked if a seven and four NDSU team uh, gets left out of the playoff bracket, just because of the brand, just because of the revenue potential. You know, the playoff committee won't say that's why they'll they'll point to you know the, the ranked win over Central Arkansas or something like that. But um, I think seven and four NDSU is still in, but there's going to be a lot of seven and four teams like we've been talking about, and you don't want to put yourself in that position if you're the Bison, where you, you kind of leave it up to the playoff committee 
um, you leave it up to them to, to put you in or not. I think the Bison obviously uh, don't want to put themselves in that position. Absolutely. We'll get out of the hypotheticals for a minute. I got one more question for you about this weekend. Uh, biggest game. It's not going to have game day at it, unfortunately, but yeah. South Dakota, South Dakota State, uh, in Vermilion, Dakota Dome doesn't get much bigger than that. South Dakota with, for the first time, I think, in this rivalry game, at least in a little while, feels like the Coyotes really have something to lose. They've always had something to prove, but now they got something to, to lose as well. Both teams do a lot of stakes in terms of uh, who's the number one seed, who's got the, the lead for the Valley, all of that here on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, what just a, a heck of a coaching job by Bob Nielsen, who, um, you know, there's a, there's a lot of good candidates for, uh, you know, the FCS Coach of the Year, but I think Bob Nielsen, you know, as we sit right now, probably is the front runner. I mean, USD went 3-8 and eight last year. A lot of Yote fans kind of thought it was time for them to move on, and he gets a, a contract, uh, or not a contract extension, um, but, you know, he's was announced, you know, right after their last game that he he would be coming back and he'll be getting um, one of those people, extensions. Let me tell you that, Sam. Keeps this up. Yeah, I was gonna say if he wants one, he can probably have one. Uh, you know, so that could be coming soon with, with how things are going for uh for USD. But um I, I just think a lot of people in South Dakota were caught off guard, you know, that he was being brought uh back this year. Um I think there's a lot of people just with how USD finished last year at three and eight thought it was you know maybe it was time to move on but He's obviously. That's all to say that he's obviously turned things around. Six and over versus the FCS, a couple of ranked wins, you know, top five ranking. If USD gets a home win over South Dakota State, which they've done uh, a couple of times in the last handful of years, all of a sudden USD is honestly probably the number one team uh, in the country. Because I don't, I don't know if you can move Montana State to number one in this scenario because you know South Dakota State still has the head-to-head over Montana State, and so the Yotes with the win could be the number one team uh, in the country, which is just. Uh, wild uh, to think about. And, you know, there's there's nothing fluky about it. I mean, I think their offensive line is playing well. Aiden Bauman, the quarterback, is playing really well. Uh, defensively, the Oats are, are playing solid. I like the linebackers they have. Um, and so it just kind of makes you wonder what exactly happened last year. Uh, but, yeah, this is all setting up for a, a really good game. Um, it'll be interesting, too, the next weekend because this is going to be an emotional game for South Dakota State. And, of course, the Jacks host the Bison the following week. And then for the Yotes, I mean, they go to Southern Illinois uh, next weekend after after this huge game, and so that could be a you know a UND at UNI type of game where it's an emotional hangover, a loss there for USD. That's obviously looking far ahead, but uh, um, you know the winner of this game is going to be riding high. But they certainly have a challenge coming, you know, the following week where we'll have to you know put this put this upcoming win behind them. That's the Valley. That's November, man. November's where legacies are going to be made. This is why we love it, and this is why we do it. Sam, uh, appreciate you taking the time. Thanks for laying everything out for us. Can't wait to chat next week because it's certainly going to be a lot more developing here in the FCS landscape. All right. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you, Sam. Sam Herter, Hero Sports. Here we go, man. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.